Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 15th episode of the Tanny Judgment Podcast. Hope everybody's doing good out there. I'm uh, I'm doing pretty fine myself this lovely Thursday evening. Getting darker quicker and quicker out there, isn't it? Fucking got home at like 5 o'clock. It's fucking pitch black out. Nothing worse, man. Love me some fall. Love me some sweater weather. Love gearing up for the winter. But this is where the shit hits the fan, man. You come home and you just feel like the whole day is fucking gone. You come home... You know, you come home at like 5, 6 during the summer, and man, you know that you got four hours left of fucking sunlight ahead of you. God forbid you got a full moon. You know that you got fucking a whole a whole evening full of light, you know? But, uh, hey, what are you going to do? It's the fall, right? Hope everybody's doing okay. Um, I was able to uh, make it up to New Hampshire last weekend. Had a really good time with the fiancé. Um, I ended up making it out to, uh, to Grass Drags out in Fremont, New Hampshire. Hope, uh, some of you guys went out there too. Check it out. Really, really good time. Uh, didn't spend too much time there, but, you know, kind of got in, got what I wanted, got the fuck out of Dodge, you know, which is the best thing to do. Walked out of there fucking, uh, $1,000 lighter, fucking hole burnt straight through my pocket. Walked out of there with a nice helmet, though brand new helmet uh i sprung for the uh i sprung for the ckx this year we're gonna give it a shot my uh my good friend paul he picked one up last year uh you know and uh he said it was the best thing since uh the bvs2 so we're gonna give that there a shot last year i rocked with the uh skidoo oxygen helmet you know hey it looks like a fucking pepe helmet you don't look like anything good you know you look like a fucking ninja turtle but what are you going to do? For me, I'm comfort. I want to be warm. I don't want to fuck around, you know? So uh, so I bought that. It was light. It was just the baddest motherfucker. The visibility is second to none. Um, even better than the helmet I just bought. But this new helmet, supposedly you don't have to plug it in. Uh, no heated shield required. And, uh, you know, I've worn it around the house a few days. And from what I can tell so far, that statement is very true. I uh, don't think I will be using the fucking cord, which is which is really nice to be able to have that free movement without the fucking wire. You know what I mean? Binding it up, choking the shit out of you. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Same exact weight for those that want to know or have been kind of looking at it out of the corner of their eye. Um, it's the same exact weight as the oxygen. Now let me let me correct that. I sprung for the not the carbon CKX mission. I sprung for the regular one. And I'll tell you why. According to the salesman, the only difference between the carbon and the regular, obviously, you've got the aesthetics, but also it's only about a third of a pound lighter. Big fucking deal, right? So uh, so I went with the regular one. So, And I'm pretty, uh, pretty fucking content with that decision so far. We'll see how it fares this season. Um, so expect a full review on that. After uh, after we left the uh, the grass drags, we ended up staying at my uh, my mother in law's house. Had a great time up there, as per usual. Uh, we house swapped for the weekend, which was uh, really nice. Um, I'll tell you what, man. I'm not a as you guys know. You know, 
I'm not a pool guy. I don't like fucking open water because it's filled with nothing but STDs, fucking bacteria, poop, piss. You know what I mean? It's just, it's fucking nasty, right? But, uh, you know, the mother-in-law, she's got a uh, a nice hot tub. Not that old, you know? And uh, I popped the lid open. I said, ah, what the fuck? I popped the lid open after I got back from grass drags and, oh, my God, that steam hit my fucking face and moistened my face and I just had to get in, man. I, I, I did it. I fucking did it. And uh, I, I didn't even wait for uh, for, the, for my fiance either. I literally just hopped right the fuck in and called her from the other room. I said, hey, I'm out here. And uh, I literally spent about four hours in there. You know, growing up, my mother, she used to make this big deal. You know, apparently it is actually bad for kids to go in the fucking uh, the hot tubs. But, you know, for whatever reason, she would just take it to the next level. Now, meanwhile, my cousins were going in my uncle's hot tub and, you know, everything was fucking cool. But according to my mother, and this could be some, I don't know, some fucking, you know, uh, crazy thing that she's heard or WebMD, you know what I mean? And uh, she used to say that if you go in a hot tub when you're a kid, you end up dead below the waist, meaning your ball bag is is just completely no good. It's junk. You become sterile. And, uh, you know, you're going to regret it one day, basically. So she never allowed me to go in. And uh, I hopped in this thing on Saturday, and I fucking, I spent four and a half hours in there. So we're going to put Ma's... uh, Little theory really to the test here. We're going to find out if she's telling the truth or if she's just jive talking. You know what I mean? But it just felt so fucking good, man. I just, I, I can't explain it. I really can't explain it. My, just everything kind of loosened up and I felt good. And there's this beautiful, she's got this million dollar view off of her back. It's a screened in porch and it's just fucking picture perfect. And uh, we were getting some rain at the time, but all the clouds started to clear out, had these mountain views, and, you know, it's obviously peak week and foliage and just fucking beautiful, man. You can't beat it, you know. No better feeling in the fucking world. Uh, Saturday night, went out, uh, took a rip around uh, around Dixville Notch and a couple other areas around there. I'm not going to say exactly where, but uh, saw two beautiful beautiful female moose absolutely massive super super healthy i don't know what is going on but i'm here for it it's like almost as if the uh the winter tick situation has died down or something i I don't know what it is but every moose i've seen this year has been super super healthy full coats you know uh compared to last year last year was it was very 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 bad it was brutal to watch these moose they just look lethargic they had you know their hair was all either matted or you know uh just just missing it was horrible it was horrible completely tick ridden you know but uh but these two ladies it's funny you know because it's one of those things where they're so you know They're so uh, mysterious, these fucking creatures, right? It's almost like they got, like, some sort of supernatural uh, existence, right? Because I'm driving down, and I'm saying to myself, I go, you know what? I've never 
in the past four years, I've been, you know, looking out for moose at night. Have I seen a moose in the middle of a field grazing? So you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to. I used to stop at fields and and look with my, my thermal camera and see if they're out there. I am fucking done, right? I'm saying to myself. So I goes out. I gets all the way out there. And sure as fucking shit, as the day as I'm born, there is two females sitting right there grazing in the middle of a field. Not too far off, pretty close. I got some footage, but it, for whatever reason, it's all grainy and shit, whatever, fucking iPhones, right? They only work when you don't want them to. Fucking pieces of shit. But uh, there they are. I'm, I'm saying to myself, son of a bitch. It happens every time. Every time I'm like, you know what? You don't see him during the day. It's very rare. Boom, there's one during the day. You don't see him here. Bam, they're right there. It's the weirdest fucking thing. That's what makes the whole thing even more mysterious, you know. And if you if you if you've seen moose, if you if you if you look for them like I do, you know this. It's it's like it's like a thing, right? I also saw something very cool um, on the way back. Uh, I think I was in Lancaster, and uh, I saw for the first time two deer rutting it out, uh, just you know competing. And I'm still, I'm still not sure, and my fiance is not really sure either whether they were two males. Because see, the thing with deer is, is as they get older, the same thing with moose and probably elk and you know caribou and everything else. But as they get older, their racks each year get larger and larger and larger. So if you have a really young male buck, you know. In his, you know, second year, third year, it's not super abnormal to see him with little teeny peepees, you know, on the top of his head, little nubs or little small, small antlers. So almost, almost hard to see what there is, you know. But um, there was at least one buck in the situation, and he had, you know, a decent sized rack. You could tell he's probably, you know, four years old or so or something like that. You know, it wasn't big, but it was it was there, visible. And uh he was he was bucking heads pretty good with a uh with another one. Like I said, I'm not sure if it was female, if it was male, but nonetheless, they were just kind of bonking heads and wrestling around. It was super, super cool, you know? One of those things that you almost never see and to see that happen was wicked cool, you know, but I wish, it, you know, they both would have had big big racks, but uh, I don't know. It could have been a female, too. I don't know if that's part of the, the mating ritual or whatever. Maybe, you know, they kind of wrestle around first, and he's got to prove himself to the, the female again after he's uh, scared off the other buck. I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, but super, super cool. Um, so that was neat. Um, yeah, and the, besides that, we kind of just kicked it. Kicked it in the sticks and uh, had a really good time. Got back to work on uh, Tuesday. Had a nice little uh, training day with my company. We went down to uh, the Wiesman Boiler Factory. Spent the day out there. And uh, our guy, Peter, really walked us through everything. Showed us the latest and greatest technology. Showed us how to do, how to uh, fire it up and everything. And diagnose shit and all the new parts and for a guy like me, that's heaven on fucking earth. You know, they got live fire labs. Uh, if you ever want to do a training, you're in the trades, 
and uh, you want to get familiar with 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 Beastman boilers, you got to figure out how to get in there in a class. The fucking lab, it's like NASA. You got to go on my Facebook and check it out. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, so that day was pretty cool, but while I was up in New Hampshire, this brings us to the catalyst and the whole reason for this podcast here tonight. Uh, while I was in New Hampshire, it's no secret that it was probably either peak week this past weekend or it's going to be peak week this weekend. But nonetheless, everybody's got Columbus Day off. So what do they do? They go right up to New Hampshire, Maine, you know, upstate New York, uh, and they take pictures of all the foliage and the leaves and everything like that. As do I. I'm guilty. Guilty as charged, right? But in recent years, the traffic has been absolutely insane, especially going through the notch. It's like ever since Instagram, Facebook, shit like that. You know, I mean, it's always been like this. But, you know, since Instagram and Facebook, really, people are becoming more aware. You know, when you can tag your location, people just click it. Boom. Oh, I want to go there next year. And people fucking remember, you know, I don't know if they if you could save a location on Instagram or what, but people fucking do it. And uh, it was just bumper to bumper traffic going through Franconia Notch. Absolutely miserable. I actually didn't step foot in Lincoln, which is uh, unfortunate because all my favorite places are down in that area. You know, I love Lincoln Woodstock, but... um. You know, it is what it is. It's just the traffic is just fucking insane out there. They usually do a fair over there. I'm not sure if it was this this past weekend or not. I believe it was. Usually, I think it was Columbus Day. They got a really nice fair in Lincoln, uh, New Hampshire. Um, Not to plug it and get even more fucking people up there. But, uh, you know, I'm sitting in the notch in this bumper-to-bumper traffic. I'm looking around, and I'm going, man... There's a fucking podcast. All the types of drivers and situations that you're going to be fucking involved in when you're amongst assholes on the road, right? So we're going to break this down into a few different groups, maybe a subcategory or two, and uh, we're just going to run through this. We're going to run through the worst types of drivers here, okay? Here we go. Now, before we get started... There's some verbiage that we need to understand. Now, the following words are all different in nature. However, when you're listening to this, you need to understand that they mean the same thing. Even not only in this podcast, but even when you're in in this one of these scenarios that I'm about to list off. Um, and that's buddy, lady, guy, or broad. All these words, they're different sexes, but they mean the same thing in all of these different scenarios. Even when you're riding down the road, you're going, look at this fucking guy. (laughs) And you get on the side of him, and it's a fucking 50-year-old lady. And I know me, I'm not going to stop calling him a guy. I'm going to keep going, fuck that guy, fucking asshole, you know, come on, buddy. You know, I'm just going to keep going. I'm not going to correct myself. I don't give a fuck, you know, because it really doesn't matter. You know, the main thing is that you know they're an asshole, and deep down inside of them, they know they're an asshole too. So um, so let's get back. Let, let, let's, let's start with the classics, okay? These are scenarios that 
You've been in a thousand times. You know, you hear about it all the time, okay? The first type of person is the Sunday driver, okay? They only do the speed limit or above on days where you have nothing to do. They're always going to do this when you got a shit. Every time that you're turtle heading and you're fucking, you got the sweats and you're just begging to make it home before you just unload a, 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 a disgusting heap of poop in your fucking drawers and these assholes are out and they're just dragging their ass around town. They got no fucking job, whether they're on the system or they're retired. These people have absolutely nothing to do and nowhere to fucking be. And I would say probably 75% of the time, if your windows are down and theirs are down, you're going to smell reefer. So they're just getting baked out of their fucking minds. They're just sitting there having a grand old time. Meanwhile, you're just ready. You're, 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 you're in the process of pinching the loaf in your fucking car. You know what I mean? The second type of person, the people who are dead stopped at a right on red, meaning they've got no intention of rounding that corner. None. They're going to sit there the whole time, even though that, you know, they the person in front of them went, you know, they're going to fucking sit there and lollygag. They're going to pull their phone out. They might open up their fucking laptop and check their emails. They will not go. They will not turn right on this red light, even if there's a sign. Even if there's an arrow, they will not turn fucking red. They will wait until the other two strobes turn green. It's just in their nature. How about this? This is another classic. The guy that does 50 in the high-speed lane. A tale as old as time, if you will. We've all dealt with this. We don't really got to go into this. We all know, you know, and and to be fair, you know, when, when we're listing these scenarios, you know, this is going to be the types of people. This is going to be things you encounter, things you see, things that we have to deal with. OK. And one of these things that we have to deal with, the hottest pill to swallow, the most annoying pill to swallow is the guy on the Holly Davidson. Throttle popping his 120 horsepower fucking bike 20 times for no reason. The guy doesn't even have to let the fucking clutch out to roll forward. He can just roll forward with his stubby little feet. But he's going to pop the fucking throttle 15 times just to let you know that he's got a Holly Davidson. Yeah, well, we fucking get it. You know what I mean? We get it, asshole. And, uh, you know, it, it, it just drives me fucking mad, you know? These guys, they make all this fucking racket, and then they could get handled by a moped with a fucking $150 big boy kit from eBay, you know? Little fucking 49cc uh, pit bike or fucking moped will just fucking ace that thing, you know? It's fucking embarrassing. And they always do it. Or they're on the side of you when you're on the phone, and they've got the loudest fucking song on, and it's always garbage. It's never something good. It's always some Jimmy Buffett fucking, uh, you know, Miranda Cosgrove, you know, fucking bullshit song, you know, and it just drives you crazy. The next type of people we're going to talk about is the professionals. These guys, they make it a fucking point 
They show up on the road with a presence. They let it be known that they're here to fuck up your day. You know? The first type of person is the guy who cuts you off in a hurry just to do five miles an hour under the fucking speed limit. And he's he's probably either a second or first cousin to the Sunday driver. They're very closely related. But they are different. We need to recognize this. I cannot stress this enough. They are, in fact, different. Don't you love it? You're fucking driving and all of a sudden they... You know, you got to jack on the fucking brakes because they just ripped out from the side street they're on or the intersection that they're at. You know, they ran the fucking red light, whatever. And now you got to jack on the fucking brakes. And then they, 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 they're doing five miles an hour under the fucking speed limit. Don't you just want to just get out of your car at the next light, drag them out and just give them a fucking bashing? It drives me insane. Drives me absolutely insane. And they always do that. It, I have never been pulled out on by somebody and then had them fucking goose it or get it way out on me. Those people I would think. I say, you know what? Thank you for, for cutting me off. Thank you for jumping out in front of me. You did your service. Now get the fuck on. You know? Nope. They never do it. But again, this is the professionals. So what are you going to do? Next is the red light texter. This is the guy that sits at the light after the light has already changed, and he's not doing anything. You see him fucking, you see him looking down. You can see from the back, you can see their silhouette of their head tilted down, uh, you know, and they're just, or they're talking to their to their wife or whatever the fuck in the passenger seat, you know, but they always go with the head down, so they're texting. You know that they're fucking texting. And uh, the light turns green, and they are just fucking sitting there. And they ain't going nowhere. They got no fucking plans whatsoever to move. And you got to beep the fucking horn. And then when you beep the horn, they always look out of the fucking, out of their rearview mirror at you. Or they put their hands up in the air like, what the fuck, you know? No, no. What the fuck you guy, you know? What the fuck is your problem? You want to send an email? You want to fucking text? Go park in fucking Price Chopper. Or go park in the, uh... In, in, in the, the, the parking shop. You know what I mean? We don't need you on the fucking road binding everything up, you know? And this guy, you know, these type of people, they're Eskimo brothers with their cousin's husband. You know what I'm saying? Do the math. You do the math. The next type of professional, now this is a, this is a big, big, big demographic here. This covers over 3 million people. And this is Connecticut drivers. Yep, that's right. Not some of them, ladies and gentlemen. All of them. Every single one of them. But I, but I mean, what are you going to do? It's not surprising when you're from the worst state and you've got an average of 93,116 crashes a year. That's a three-year average per year annually. That's a number, too, guys. I'm not... I, you got to understand, I'm not going to fucking bullshit you on this podcast. That's that's a number, 93,116 crashes a year. God only knows how many are fatal. You know, these guys wear their bad driving habits on them like a fucking purple hot recipient would wear his medal on his fucking shirt. You know what I mean? Literally, I'm not even fucking kidding either. And it's all of them. They don't know what they're doing. And these guys, you know... They, you know, typically in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, even asshole Rhode Island, you know, when you go to driving school, they're teaching you 
They're teaching you things like, you know, what to do on your driver's test, how to yield, how to stop, you know, which lane, you know, if you're taking a left out of a, uh, uh, you know, a four-way intersection, which lane you got to get into, responsible shit. You know what I mean? But these guys in fucking Connecticut, they sit down and the teacher's like, let me teach you how to piss everybody off around you, how to drive absolutely bonkers, right? Nope, no, no, you're not going to want to do the speed limit. You know what I mean? You're going to want to do 10 under. Nope, nope, you're going to want to cut everybody off that you see. You know what I mean? The highest, you know, Connecticut drivers make up the biggest portion of the people who pull out, rip out in front of you, and then just do jack on the brakes and do fucking five miles an hour. Those are the people right there. That's them. That's Connecticut right there in a fucking nutshell. You ever been to Connecticut? Nobody knows where they're going. They're switching lanes. They get out of a lane. They go back in it. Then they get back out of the lane. Then they go back in it. They try to box you in. They try to box you out. You know what I mean? They do everything but give you a fucking flat tire, these assholes. Nothing worse, dude. Oh, come to Connecticut. No, I don't want to come to Connecticut. I deal with more than enough here in Mass and here in Rhode Island. I get my fill and then some. No thanks. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. The next, (laughs) this is a subcategory here, okay? This is traffic. This is really the catalyst for this whole podcast because I was in traffic as I was thinking of this shit and, you know, this is a huge component to driving woes. You know what I mean? And the first type of person in traffic that, that we can't stand unanimously is the guy that puts his car in park every time he stops every single time or the guy in a manual shift car that rips the fucking e-brake every time lets his foot off the brake and just sits there so every time that the cars move forward they gotta drop it into fucking drive or they gotta take the the e-brake off pop it into one and and go forward you know what i mean it, it just it allows just enough time for some asshole to just rip into the spot that they just vacated and now now you just you set back one more car length back it's the fucking worst it's a travesty seriously it drives me absolutely crazy the next type of person in traffic is the car is the person who you know they sit there and they stop, but then the car of them creeps forward. However, even though they notice, now their head's up, they're competent, they're watching, even though the car in front of them creeps forward, they refuse to take their fugly fucking gout-filled foot off the brake pedal until there's at least three car lengths in front of them. Because they got that mentality like, well, we're in traffic, there's nothing we can do. There's no point in rushing. Go fuck yourself, okay? I'm over here turtle-heading. I want to go home, and you're over here fucking around. But the worst part about these people, it's not like they let three collings go, and then they goose it and get back up into position. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. What they do is they let the car creep forward three three collings in front of them, and then what they do is they just let their foot off the brake or they just let their foot off the clutch, and whatever 
whatever the speed is in which their car creeps forward naturally without touching the gas pedal, that is the speed that they will proceed forward. They will not, hear me out, they will not touch that fucking gas pedal. You'd think that that thing was radioactive. They refuse to fucking touch it, you know? They're just like, nope, I'll let the granny gear just take it from here. You dirty cuck bastards. Next type of person. The person with the coexist sticker that lets everybody and their mother go. Don't you fucking love that person? They all want to help each other out. Oh, you know, everybody deserves a fair shot. You know what I mean? And they let every motherfucker go. And they're just, they're just pushing themselves and you back and back and back and back. As if that wasn't bad enough. Now the people behind you are looking at you like you're some sort of an asshole. They're beeping not at the guy in front of you because they can't see him. They're beeping at you. And then when they re- even when they realize, oh, shit, there's a, there's a guy in front of them that's doing all the fucking, all the screwing, you know, they get mad at you. Well, why aren't you fucking, why won't you beep at him? Why won't you make him stop that? I can't fucking make him do that, you know? It's amazing that this guy is even on the fucking road. I'm surprised he just doesn't pull over and just go stop fucking directing traffic and, and just directing, filing everybody in, you know? Fucking coexist stickers. They are the worst. I don't trust people with coexist stickers in their, on their back bumper, especially on their window, or people with fucking beanie babies and little dog statues in their back window. You know that you're fucked when you see that shit. You're either going to end up in a major collision or you're going to, you know, end up in in some sort of traffic that they make. You know, it's going to get real fucking thick. So you got to be real careful. The next person, and this is the last one, is the Tesla people. Yep, the Tesla people. Nobody's fucking safe from this, guys. I'm sorry. And if you're a Tesla person, I'm sure you... I'm sure that everything that I'm fucking saying, you're going to jive with. You're going to be like, yep, absolutely. That's me. Honestly, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I just hate these guys because I fucking can. You know what I mean? And I secretly wish it deep, deep down inside that I was them. I'm on the, I'm on, I'm going through the notch the other day. I see this guy in a model three. Now, mind you, we're in dead stop traffic, right? everybody's aggravated, you know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where you'd almost rather go the long way just so that way you can just maintain a steady speed versus sitting there stopped, nothing going on, you know what I mean? It's just that is so much worse than anything. But I see this fucking guy as we're going through the notch. He's got the windows down. He's snapping into a Slim Jim with his right hand. He's got, a, he's got a cigarette. He's got a dot hanging out the fucking window in his left hand. He's got the window open, you know, so he doesn't give his kids secondhand smoke. But, but it was funny, you know, the way he's got the windows open, it formed like a fucking convection zone. So as he's got the cigarette, he's got the dot hanging out the window. The smoke is just coming out of the cigarette and going right back in the back window. Oh, my God, if you could see this fucking little kid's face. It was hilarious. So he's got the dot hanging out out of the window with his left hand. He's got his dirty, nasty fucking hippie feet up on the dash. You know, 
like that movie uh, Once a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know where they keep showing the fucking girls, you know, dirty, filthy feet, or the you know the soles of her feet are all black and you know covered with dirt. You know, just like that, fucking dirty hippies. So he's got his feet up on the dash, and this is adding insult to injury. He's watching a YouTube video. He's got a, a little uh, phone magnet holder like I got on his windshield. And he's watching a fucking YouTube video. And it was uh, it was how to trade stocks while on McDonald's Wi-Fi. This is fucking true. This is true. I mean, the car's doing all the work here. How could I how could I possibly as a man not get fucking jerked off witnessing this? Seriously. I'm watching this guy going, I can't fucking believe this. Now meanwhile, I'm in my fucking F-150 white knuckling it, just raging out of my fucking mind. You'd think this guy's at Mardi Gras. Guy's having the time of his fucking life. You know, I want to be pissed off at him, but who's really the asshole? Me. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm just trying to get the fuck out of Dodge, guys. I'm just trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. Is it too much to ask? I think so. But that concludes our segment on driving woes, if you will. You know, I know that everybody listening to this is going to vibe with that because it's just, it's it's unavoidable. Especially the Connecticut drive apart. It is fucking unavoidable. And something that we all got to deal with. And just know that the next time that that happens to you, that you're behind one of these fucking jerk-off asshole guys, that you can just know that I feel you. I've been through this, and you, this too shall pass. Okay? Just know that. You know what else I don't like, right? Check this out. So, it's Sunday night, you know, it... Holiday weekends are always difficult because you, you you don't know what's open, what's closed, what's closing early, you know, especially Columbus Day. It's like Monday. It's like really, really iffy. It, it could be, you know, either they're going to be open, they're going to be closed, no in between, right? And it's always your favorite spot. You go, oh, fuck yeah. I've waited all weekend for this fucking food. Let's go. And you show up and the doors are fucking locked. And the doorknob is ice cold because nobody's touched it all day. You know, nothing worse. So Sunday, the fiance and I were like, it's like, you know, 7 o'clock. We're trying to wait out the crowds because we're like, it's hectic up here. Let's just play it smart. Let's eat later and try to avoid the rush, right? So we... uh in a, in a last-ditch, desperate... I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Fuck that. I enjoy Applebee's, okay? Guilty as charged. I'm white trash, half-white trash. It is what it is. I That's my guilty pleasure. Chili's, Applebee's. We'll get into that on another podcast because everybody breaks my balls about it. I am a chain guy, you know? Fuck the $100 steak. I'll go with my fucking, my uh, two for 20 deal at Applebee's like a fucking sailor, you know? Not worried about nothing. 
and walking out of there like a boss with my pockets full of cash, you know? But back to the back to the subject at hand. So we decide to go to Applebee's. So we show up, it's like 7 30, 8 o'clock, and it's still fucking jamming. There's a there's practically, you know, like three people, three parties waiting, practically out the fucking door. And uh, you know, we wait, we get seated by this fucking mutt, and as we're walking in, this is this is crazy. As we're walking in, we see this lady that we've had before. She is she is death. You know, she is the fucking the epitome of the worst of the worst fucking waitress you could possibly have on planet Earth, right? We've had her at least twice, and each time she's fucked it up or, you know, made us really, really regret it, and we always end up having to leave her a bad tip. And if you know me, like I said, I don't do that. I don't play the fucking games. I always tip very, very, very generously, right? But this lady goes right up my ass every time. And I just knew as I'm walking by, I go, I I looked at my fiance. I said, we are going to have her. You mock my fucking words. So the mutt brings us over to this here, to this table. And of course, it's the worst table in the whole restaurant. Now, they're still dealing with uh, staff shortages, air quotes, staff shortages, right? People all over the fucking place, but supposedly nobody's working. So we can't open all the fucking booths up, even though there's a million waitresses and waiters just sitting around fucking talking and laughing in the corner near the, the emergency exit that you can never go through. It says, do not exit. Alarms will sound but it's always the most convenient exit that will bring you right to your fucking car. Yeah, that's where they congregate. They just sit there and they, they laugh and, <laughs> you know, oh, wouldn't you believe what happened to Joyce? And, oh, yeah, I saw that. I couldn't believe it. You know, they're just having the time of their fucking lives instead of bringing me my shit, you know, and then I expect a good, uh, a good tip. Fuck out of here. So my fiance looks at us and she goes, you know what? I bet we are going to have her. I just got that feeling so... I say to the mutt, I go, listen, can you just fucking, can we have a booth? Can we just sit anywhere besides this? Um, They do this every time. Um, uh, uh, Well, let me see. So now you got to walk all the way back out to the entrance of the place like an asshole so they can check the seat and chart that, they, that they've been writing on for the past hour, two hours, three hours of their shift. They know where they can fucking seat you, but they do it just so you go, you know what, don't even worry about it. That's what the whole thing is. It's a fucking a fucking ploy, you know? Doesn't work with me. Doesn't work with Pepe, though, because I will wait it out. I don't give a fuck. I'll walk right back over there 500 miles. I don't give a fuck just to prove a point. You are not sitting me at the high top in the middle of the fucking restaurant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? Nobody, no self-respecting man is going to fucking take that seat. You know what I'm saying? When there's a whole restaurant full of booths. Unbelievable. So we goes over there. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We can give you a, a nice booth. No problem. So they walk us over to this back section. We see a nice, beautiful young waitress, big smile on her face, full of spunk, full of charisma, American as fucking apple pie on a warm summer night. 
And I go, nice, we're going to get her. Fucking dynamite. I'm thinking we just dodged a bullet. I go, that fucking, that asshole lady, she's probably got that section over there. Now we're over here. We're doing okay. We're, what? Who better than us, right? Nope. She says, uh, the lady's name, we'll say we'll, we'll say it was, it was Genevieve. She goes, oh, Genevieve will be right over. She's going to be your waitress. I said, all right, thanks a lot for nothing. Take it easy. So the mutt walks away. And, uh, of course, comes over raggedy old Genevieve. And she's got these nasty nails. She's She looks like she smokes a cotton of Marlboro Reds. Better yet, Paul Malls, you know. And, uh, you know, like a fucking cotton a day. Just a nasty, decrepit broad. You know what I mean? Never took care of herself a day in her fucking life. Wouldn't dream of it, you know. And uh, she's got this shit-eating grin on her fucking face. Almost like she probably doesn't remember me because we don't go in there much. It's usually like a once or twice a year thing, you know. But every time I get this fucking broad. So she's got this shit-eating grin. How you doing, doll? I'm going to be your waitress for the night. You know, whatever you need, let me know. You know, and, you know, I'm not, again, you know I respect old people. I got nothing but respect for for the for the older generation. But this fucking broad, she's got to be about 60 years old, right? No fucking notepad. None. Now, if you're going to be if you're going to not use a notepad with me, you better be on your fucking game. If you want a decent tip, you got to be on your fucking game. You can't forget shit, you know, you can't bring my sandwich out with tomatoes on it. I'm fucking allergic. There's rules. You know what I mean? Follow them. Keep your notebook on your person, motherfucker. You know? But no, 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 no. Genevieve's sitting there. What do you want? So I tells her, I want a Pepsi. The missus wants a, a diet Pepsi. Okay, I'll be right back. So she rounds the corner. And uh, she comes back seconds later. I'm going, wow, she's actually, maybe she's on it. She comes right back. And she, you know, this is my other thing that, that I love that waitresses do. Okay, this is the diet and this is the regular, she says. you. I already know, when they say that, I know it's fucked up. I know it's polar opposite. So the missus grabs a straw, puts it in the beverage, takes a swig, and what do you know? She goes, nope, this is yours. No big deal. So we swap them around. Common occurrence. I can't follow her on that as much as I would fucking love to. So now she comes around after about 15 minutes. You guys want to put any appetizers in? Yeah, we do. So we tell her what we want. Comes back two seconds later. We don't have any of that. Now, my fiance is fucking, you know, she's she's daydreaming about this appetizer that we ordered. Oh, I haven't had that in a while, you know. We should get that, you know, that it, it, we like that. Boom, not no more in stock, all out. So now, no big deal. It is what it is. We put another order in. Fucking 15 minutes late goes by. Genevieve comes back. Did you guys want to want to put any appetizers in? You know, it's a good thing that my fiance got there before me. Because she's she's she looks at her. And she goes, "We already did that. We did that. We we put this in." And I, I 
I knew she was back on her bullshit. I knew that this was just the beginning of the fucking end of our good time. So she says, oh, shit. All right, well, remind me again. So we tell her again. She takes off. Now we're sitting there about 30 minutes, you know, appetizerless. Haven't put the food order in because you got to put a food order in after the appetizers come. Because nowadays they refuse to fucking time shit. They bring everything out at once or only spaced out by a matter of seconds. Fuck minutes. Seconds. You know? You get your appetizer. Everybody's, ooh, look at that. That looks good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to try it. You know? And then next thing you know, as everybody's, you know, taking their first uh, their first bites, they bring out the fucking entrees. And now the appetizer, the, the, the fucking coup de gras has to get pushed off to the side. You know what I mean? It becomes the fucking side piece of the situation. And uh, so now she brings out the appetizers. We ordered it a specific way. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. It was like something like we said no jalapenos. Um, you know, that was it. And of course, this fucking jalapenos. I gotta I gotta I got the mouth of a fucking infant. I gotta be careful. You know what I mean? I can't be going around eating all this crazy spicy shit. Even cracked pepper will get me fucking sweating. You know what I mean? So She's got jalapenos all around this thing. But I looked at my fiance. I go, what do we do? We're stuck now. Because if we tell her to fix this shit, we're not going to have it for another half an hour. So fuck it. So now she disappears. And she did one of those things where they drop it and then they just go. They just take off at a million miles an hour. So I'm going, fuck, we didn't put our order in. So now she comes back after about 10 minutes. How's everything tasting? I go, great. Um, can we put our order in? Sure, no problem. So we put our order in, and again, she's got no fucking notepad. You know, if you're not going to have a notepad, this is the new rule. This is the new Taney Judgment podcast, Taney Judgment, uh, you know, rule number one for, for, for dining waitress etiquette. If you've got the old timers, if you got the dementia, have your fucking pad handy. You know what I mean? You can't not have your pad and not have your cognitive skills. That's That's a given. You know what I mean? Because you just bound the fuck shit up. And uh, I give this broad my my meal, you know, my my order. The missus gives her the order. And, uh, you know, like clockwork, 20 minutes later, the food comes out. Mine's fucked up. Hers is fucked up. But it is what it is. You know what I mean? So we just ate that slop that we had. And, uh, you know, we ended up giving her like a 5% tip. And we got the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? What are you going to do, guys? You know what I mean? Nothing would make my night even better than giving, you know, a great waitress that who has been on her shit, refilling my drinks, asking me if I need anything, dropping off a fat stack of fucking of, of rags for me to wipe my mouth with. You know what I mean? I ask fucking Genevieve, you think that it's coming out of her own pocket? She's like, I... You ask, you, I go, can I have some more rags, some more uh, napkins? Oh, I guess. You fucking guess. Wow. You know what I mean? You want to just start wasting the fucking things now. You you want to just wipe your mouth once and fucking toss them under the table or, or stop making spit wads and fucking nailing her in the back of the head. You know what I mean? Just for being an idiot. Unbelievable. They think that the, it's like the people when you go to a drive-thru and you ask them for sauces and they want to fucking 
They they only give you one or they try to stiff you and you go, hey, I said three times for extra sauces. They're like, all right. They try to hand you one. You go, no, 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 no. You fucking assholes just charged me a dollar per sauce. I asked for two extra sauces. I just got whacked for an extra deuce and you're going to try to fucking give me one? No, 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 no. Put it in the fucking bag and behave. You know what I mean? Behave. I hate it. It drives me fucking crazy. But uh, we gave her a 5% tip. We got the fuck out of there as I'm walking out. And again, we were seated in the booth that was right in front of the wall, the partition wall in the corner that I discussed earlier, where it's got the beautiful exit with your car parked right out front. You know, you got the fucking the, the, the heated seats on. You got your little clicker remote. You hit the thing two times, the truck beeps and starts up and puts the heated seats on for you. You know, you got the thing all primed and ready. And now you got to walk around the whole fucking restaurant to get out and uh, end up on the opposite side of the fucking building. And uh, so that's what we did. But and on the way around, I saw her pick up the fucking thing and she didn't even bat a fucking eyelash, which tells me that all night. And probably for her entire career, this broad has gotten nothing but bad tips. You know, when you're not even phased, you know what I mean? Like, part of me wanted her to to look at it and go, you know, make a face of disgust. You know, because I just, it would, it would mean to me that she learned something here tonight, you know. But she didn't do that, which means that she's fucking ignorant. And retarded. And I hope that I never get her again. I was telling my fiance, I said, look, we got to figure out, you know, I I said, as we're walking out, try to look at the name tags. Because next time, we're just going to say, hey, you know, is Cindy working tonight? Even if we never had the fucking broad. We'll give anybody a shot. We don't want that old bag again. We do not want to. You know? So we'll just say, hey, is Cindy working tonight? Yep, she's right over there. Do you mind if we grab a booth over there? We'll wait the extra five minutes. Dynamite. No problem, Mr. Morrell. That's what I want. That's what I request. But of course, everybody's in the fucking corner as we're walking out. So what are you going to do? This is this is life in the big city, guys. Life in the big city. This is the price we have to pay as Americans. Well, look. We've been rambling on now for... Going on 51 minutes. I've stolen enough of your attention. We'll keep it kind of short tonight. Um, let's uh, let's wrap up with a really a, a real banger here tonight, guys. The song I want you guys to go out and listen to tonight is uh, "Do You Feel Like We Do" by Peter Frampton. Now, before you go searching, I want you to listen to the live version. I know, I know, I know. Trust me, I get it. Oh, nobody likes a fucking trust me for once here. Have I have I have I steered you guys in the wrong direction in the past? I get all the time. Oh, that song was really good that you put me on to. I downloaded it onto my iPhone. I got it on my Walkman. I, I just burned it onto a CD. You know, people I get really positive reviews, you know? Trust me. Listen to the live version. On the Frampton Comes Alive album, okay? This album was at number one and was the number one selling live album 
for the longest fucking time. And it is probably the best live album I've ever heard in my life. You know what I mean? You typically, you listen, it's fucking corny. You know, you got a lot of clapping, a lot of background noise. It's recorded too far out. You know what I mean? They record it in the fucking nosebleeds and there's echoes and and scratchiness and boominess. It's just, it's miserable to listen to. It's air rape. Well, guess what? This is not. This is the real deal. It is great. It is just 14 minutes of rock and roll. If I put this on over in Uxbridge on my way home, um, exactly at a certain point, I will be pulling into my driveway as the song ends. And sometimes when I'm in a certain kind of mood, I will do that. I will say, let's see if if this works. And every time it does, I know it's gonna. You know what I mean? But I do it anyway, just to just to re up that I'm I'm the coolest motherfucker alive. But go listen to this song. It's got awesome solos. He's got the uh, the talk box on there. Um, wasn't the guy that invented it, but he's the the guy that made it really mainstream. You know whether you like it or you don't. Sorry for all the rock and roll fanatics out there, but it's the truth. And uh, go give that a listen. And listen to every fucking minute of it. You're not going to want to shut it off. You're going to want to put it on repeat. And listen to it again and again and again. I promise you. So. Godspeed everybody. Have a great weekend out there. Be safe. And uh, I'll catch back up with you guys next week. Ciao.